0: Last week, we talked about COVID body or, or quarantine body, the, the weight gain that's being experienced by people that have been in isolation for so long. <clears throat> and that I, we talked last week about the two things I think we can learn. We need to deal with our anxiety before it eats us up or before we eat ourselves up, I guess. Uh, be, and, and the second is that, that, that we literally hunger for fellowship. Now, last week, We we talked about dealing with our anxiety personally, moving from a worrier to a warrior. And now today I want to address the second part of that, fellowship. We hunger for fellowship. Now, it's my opinion that part of our hunger for fellowship is that we have a desire built in us for fellowship with God. We are literally made for it. We are relational beings from the moment we're born and that's because we're made in the image of God and God presents himself as a relational being father son and holy spirit so so he is relational and so we are made in his image and we are relational and so our need for fellowship is is fulfilled with other people in part because uh, doing church, when we're together with other believers, we are feeling the presence of God in others. So I still think our base need is fellowship with God first, and then we, will, then, then we can really experience fellowship with one another. Now, right now, we can't be together, but we can indeed still fellowship with God. We can still be in fellowship with god you know jesus said in in matthew 18 20 that that where two or three are gathered in my name there i am and so we will get back to to doing church we will get back to being in fellowship with other believers but for now we still need fellowship with god and if we we truly have fellowship with god that i believe that we are going to help our isolation. So I want to take you to Isaiah today, the great prophet Isaiah. Uh, I want you, and, and I want you really to focus on the promises made in this passage. So we're going to be in I- Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Again, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And let me read it to you Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Amazing promises in this in this short little passage. So let's look first at the context. Now the context here is God speaking to his servant Israel through Isaiah. So he's speaking to the people of God. Now historical context here, they are in exile. They have been conquered by Babylon. And so they are in exile in Babylon at this point. And then, to top that off, Babylon is conquered by Persia. And so you have uh, Cyrus, the, the Persian king, who conquers Babylon. So consider for a moment what they're going through. Think about their, their setting. You're a slave in Babylon because you've been conquered by Babylon. Babylon. And now Babylon has been conquered by Persia. What is going to happen to you? What happens now? What happens, what will become of us? And I think we can relate to this setting because our country has been nearly conquered by a virus. We've been hunkered down for weeks now. Now what happens? What will become of us? I know I feel that as the pastor of a church while I'm, while I'm standing in a church recording this sermon to nobody, to an empty sanctuary, what will become of us? But then in chapter 40 and in, in 41, where we're at now, God gives his people some encouragement. He tells his people he hasn't forgotten them. He tells them he has not forsaken them, and he promises his power, his presence, and his provision for them, his power, his presence, and his provision. Verses one through seven of, of chapter forty-one says uh, God is reminding them He's in charge, not the kings of the world, not the circumstances, not the virus for us. He's in charge. God is in charge. And then in this passage, he he makes these promises. He promises his power, his presence and his provision as a cure for their fear. That's really what Isaiah 41 is about. It's about the power, presence, and provision of God, and how that is the cure for fear. So what does this say about God? Well, it says that God is all-powerful. There's nothing beyond the scope of his power. There's nothing that happens that he is unaware of. There is nothing that he cannot bring you through. Nothing. God was not taken uh, by surprise by this virus. He was not taken by surprise by the circumstances in your life, whatever they may be. He is ready in his power to bring you through. It also tells us that God is love. Because look at the promise, promises here. These are a people who have been exiled for years. They, have, they were exiled because they, they did not follow what God told them to do. They, they sinned and were in exile because of it. And now he's promising them his love, his, his provision, his presence, his power. That's what love is. Love is a verb it's not an adjective it's not a description don't don't let our society tell you that love is a feeling that you have jesus did not go to the cross because he felt warm and fuzzy about you he went to the cross because he has a commitment to you because god's love causes action love is a verb and god has Proved it again and again and again, and he proves it here. He promises his power, his, his presence, and his provision for his people. And then, it, 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 and this, so this tells us that God promises us his presence. When we feel the presence of God now, we feel fellowship with him. It's what we're missing in our church family right now, but we can still have fellowship with God on our own. In fact, we should have a relationship with God that allows us to feel fellowship with Him even when we're not in church. God, Jesus did not die to save your Sunday morning from 10:30 to, to noon. He died to save your life. We should have a, a fellowship with God through Christ that we feel His presence. We can, we can worship on our own and feel His presence. We can pray, on our own and feel his presence we can study his word on our own and feel his presence god invites you into his presence in these ways and many many more how do you how do you connect with god the most is it in nature then sit outside and and pray or worship or study his word and connect with god is it in prayer then pray more fervently is it in study then of his word, then, then study more fervently, find your fellowship with God. He invites us into his, his presence. So let's go. And it says here that God gives us what we need to overcome our fear. And what does he give us? He gives us himself. Now, I think this is an important point because he doesn't, he doesn't, Tell the people here, now follow these rules. Now remember, they're in exile because they sinned. So he's not saying, repent of all of that and do these, th- th- this list of stuff, this religious stuff, and you can have my presence. No, he just says, do not fear, I am with you. He gives us himself. So what does this say about us? We have the absolute attention of God. What I mean here is that these promises are for the people of God. His power is for the people of God. His presence is for the people of God. His provision is for the people of God. God didn't, wasn't looking away. God isn't, isn't looking away right now in your circumstances. He conquers kingdoms to bring about his desire for his people. He is, he is watching. He's still in charge. And if we have his absolute attention. It tells us that we are loved. Look again at the promises of this passage. We are loved because he gives us his, his presence. He gives us his power. He gives us his provision. And, it, and, and I think maybe what everybody needs to hear in this passage, this says that we will be okay. We will be okay. Think about the, the situation of the original re- recipients of these promises again. They, they have been in exile for years because they sinned, because they walked away from God. And that the, the, the country, Babylon, that took them as slaves, that conquered them and took them as slaves, has now been conquered by Persia. So they have no idea what the future holds. They don't know if they're going to live to the sunset today. But God promises his power, his presence, and his provision. And so they're going to be okay. They are completely surrounded by God. And so are you. So are you. You have, a, a, you have with you the power of God, the presence of God. And his provision, he will provide for you as well. So what must we do? We must rely on these promises. God's in charge. We're not. I've said from this platform many times, there is a God and it isn't you. God's in charge. And if God says we're going to be okay, if he says that his, his presence, his power, and his provision is all we need, then that's all we need. That's all we need to get through this. We rely on his promises because we will be okay. And we must enter the presence of God. I'll say again, however you feel most connected to God, if, if it's in nature, if it's in prayer, if it's in Bible study, if it's in worship, if it's in, however you however you connect with God the best, double your efforts. Do it more fervently. Connect with God. He invites us into his presence. And so we must go. We have this opportunity we must take. So let's look at this, this uh, phrase by phrase. Do not fear, for I am with you. Here's the cure for fear. Trusting that God is with you. Being in his presence. Hear his voice telling you, I am with you. You may be isolated, but you are not alone. God is there with you. Hear him telling you over and over again, I am with you. If you need to, memorize the first part of this verse. Do not fear, for I am with you. Hear God say again and again, I am with you. God loves you. First John 4, 8 says, perfect love casts out fear, and God's love for you is perfect. So the cure for fear is the presence of God. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. If God is on your side, who could possibly come against you? Can anything overtake you? Is there anything at all that could destroy you if God is on your side? If, if, if this promise, I am your God, is if you, you understand that, if we take hold of that promise, then nothing, nothing can keep us from God. Read back through the previous verses in this chapter. God literally changes kings, has Persia overtake Babylon so that he can use Cyrus, to let his people go to get back to Israel. He literally changes who's in charge of a country in order to make what he wants for his people happen. If God is your God, is there anything really to be afraid of? I will strengthen you and I will help you. The cure for fear is the provision of God. We talked about the, the presence of God. I am with you. We, we need, I didn't mention it, but, but when it says, do not be afraid for I am your God, the cure for fear is the power of God. Look at what God has done for his people. And now it says, I will strengthen you. I will help you. We have the provision of God. The cure for fear is the provision of God. His, he promises his strength, his help his presence, his power, what else could we possibly need? You you need something? Then go to the source. We talked last week. Is it okay to ask God for what I want, not just what I need? Yes, it is. Jesus did. Ask. Go to the source. God promises strength and promises help. And then the last phrase, I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. The power of God, the presence of God, the provision of God will indeed carry you through this. And he will not let you go. Is there anything anywhere that can take you out of the hand of God? Is there anything more powerful than, the whole, than, than God's hold on you? There can't be. There isn't. So what's the comfort of this verse uh, or this passage? Uh, There's incredible comfort, I think, because it helps us to realize we're not alone. We may be isolated, but we're not alone. We're not forgotten. We're not forsaken. Again, think about the original recipients of this. Think about how they felt about what might happen to them we may feel the same way today but we are so we have the same promises here we are not alone we have fellowship with god god showed them his power his presence and his provision and he promises it here for you as well now the challenge of this is just to find the way that you connect with god the best how do you seek the face of God? Find that. Whatever, however you feel like you connect with God the best, and do it. Double your efforts. Do it with fervency. Do it frequently. Connect with God. Feel the presence of God, because in the presence of God, you will feel his power. You will feel his provision, and your fear will be gone. We can't yet be together. But that does not mean you're alone. You are not alone. Hear what God has to say in this passage. Hear the voice of God saying, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Hear the promises and trust. Let us pray. Father, we we look at these promises and, and, and we take comfort. We take comfort in knowing that you are God and that you are with us. Help us to find the way to enter your presence. Help us to find what connects us to you the most. Help us, Father, to connect with you and feel fellowship with you. Father, I pray that you wrap your arms around, that your presence is powerful in every life that's listening today. I thank you for this. I continue, Father, to pray for this, for this coronavirus, that you stop this virus, that, that you open our churches back up so that we can feel the presence, that your presence in, the, in your people and other believers. So, Father, I ask that you stop this virus and open your churches, that we may once again fellowship with each each other. Until that moment, Father, we ask that, that our fellowship with you is strong. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.